Hey, hello again, this is Shane and this is my podcast, Heart Lines. Now this is episode 6 of my podcast. If you haven't listened in or if you're listening in for the first time, you're very welcome along. Now in this episode I'll talk further more about comedy. I'll talk about the flexibility in my job to go and perform comedy outside of work. And I'll talk about gigging a bit more around Scotland, put myself out there and performing in gigs in London or down south in England. I'll also talk about the Stand Comedy Club and the importance that has for any comic to get some stage time to showcase their talent and my experience of the Edinburgh Fringe Festival and then going in a completely new direction and pursuing a new adventure, preparing myself to go and work on a cruise ship. Now, when you're performing comedy, it starts out as a hobby. You want to improve enough so eventually it'll become your job. Now, I don't believe anyone who says they're just doing it as a hobby. Anyone who does comedy, you put the work in, you want to get to get paid and make that a hobby that will actually be a job. And that wouldn't that be the, the dream? Wouldn't that be great, you know? I didn't want to have a job in an office and then go and, and perform on stage. I felt that would stifle me creatively a little bit. So I... I worked in tourism retail and in the day and then worked and, and performed on stage or anywhere I could get stage time at night. And in tourism retail, for me, I met lots of interesting characters and I, I kind of fed off them and I got some stories and it gave me inspiration to come up with like new material. If I worked in an office job, I wouldn't have that inspiration or those creative juices flowing to really to really give my best when I, when I got on stage in the evening time. So I could be Shane during the day and I'd transform to Sean O'D at night. And also what I would do as well is I'd transform. For me, it was like I was like a superhero because I was going from from Shane, you know, normal, paying the bills, got a roof over his head to Sean, who could be a bit more reckless and a bit more rebellious and just try different things. And, and that was like a way for me to express myself. Now, again, to get gigs, I would just build up friendships. I... As I mentioned, I worked with many different promoters. Yeah, and I got the opportunity to perform around Scotland, not only just Edinburgh and Glasgow. I got to, I travelled up to Aberdeen once for a few gigs. I was down in, in the borders, a place called Dumfries, with a comic called Rob Crosby. And that was, it was a good opportunity to see what, what other rooms and what the stages were like. I was always trying to push myself a little bit, so I even went to further afield. I performed in England a few times, a few times down to London and and another gig in Blackpool that was also another chance just to try see what to see what England the England comedy scene was like. Now when I went down to London I went down twice. I went in early two thousand fourteen, February twenty fourteen. I had a couple of day, a couple of days down there. And whilst I was there, I was just picking up as many uh, gigs as possible. So I'd never actually been to London before. So I knew it was a big city and it was a lot bigger than Edinburgh. When I got there, I realized how big it was. And just to figure out the tube was, was an achievement in itself. You know, the first time I was down in London, I, once I figured out like the tube system and underground system where, where I needed to be at each time. And I got to my first gig. The first gig I remember was in Leicester Square. It was a little bar, there was a little open mic night there, or kind of a new axe night going on there, and I performed there. It went fine, it was okay, got a few laughs here and there. And then I remember we were performing in uh, Liverpool Street towards East London, and there was like 18 acts on, on, the, on the bill, and it was really just a chance to get some stage time and just try material and see if it stuck. But I remember I had one I had one standout gig when I was down there. It was for a promoter called Nambi McGrath. 
and it was called Heavenly Comedy. And my friend was coming along and he brought some friends along and it went quite well. And it's always good when, you know, you tell your friends to come along and mo- a lot of the time if they can make it uh, busy and when, it, when they can come and see you perform and you actually do perform well, it's a good feeling. It, it makes you, it reinforces the feeling that, you know, you're, you're doing this because you are funny and you do have some some talent there, you know. So that was my first time there. It was February 2014. I, di- I didn't wait long. I t- uh, a couple months later, May 2014, I was back again. And I picked up another gig. It was for a, it was in a place called Shoreditch. And it was called the Comedy Cafe or the Comedy Cafe in Shoreditch. Very well-known comedy club at the time. And I got there. I met the promoter. The promoter is an Irish guy. His name is Noel. He's a very straight talking Irish, Irish. Um, he's a very straight talking man. Very, very, you know, no nonsense. Like you know, here's you're on this time, you're on that time. Get up there and, and give your best. And I like that attitude. And I I end up actually performing. It was actually a really good gig. We got some big laughs. It was some good acts on 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 the night. And it was got to meet some co- uh, some comedians there. Had a few drinks and it was it was a good like whistle stop kind of t- uh, trip to London. And because I was only there for a day, I organized another another uh, gig in Blackpool. Alana Jade, she had a night called Off the Wall. And I was opening that night. And Blackpool, I have great memories of Blackpool as a kid. The promenade, the, the Winter Gardens, Pleasure Beach. And I was going to perform a gig. I was opening that. It was a, in a little kind of community center or a bar. I opened that gig. It it went okay. It wasn't. I got a couple of, a couple of laughs here and there, but... On that on that bill, I was supporting Jason Manfred's brother, Colin Manfred, and he was great. He he closed out the show, and it was it was good. It was it was good. Uh, it was good. It was a good chance to see some good comedy from down south, as well as getting a chance to perform in any stage around the UK. One place that a lot of comics loved the opportunity to get to perform in was the Stand. Now, the Stand in Edinburgh was my local. There was also Glasgow and Newcastle. And they had a Monday Night Red Raw. Well, in Edinburgh, is Monday Night Red Raw. And that was a chance for new acts to come and showcase their talent. Now, the great thing I love about the stand is the vibe because they had a rule of no heckling. So when you got up on stage, you had those five minutes to deliver your set and there was no one going to disturb you. Also, in the green room behind the stage, you get to meet the comics maybe that you even see on TV and they'd just be normal people. Everyone had the same uh, experience and it was always good to to be on the same level as these guys, even though you weren't, you're still learning. Now, I performed there twice. So my first time was in July 2014 and it went okay. And then my next one was in June 2015 and that went a lot better. And I got big laughs and I got good reaction. And I also got the good team at the stand as well. They give you feedback. They can tell you like what works, what doesn't work. And you can you go away going, okay, I need to work on this. And if I need to if I want to improve, I need to work on that if I want to get to the next kind of level. Now I also when I was in Edinburgh, I got to experience the Edinburgh Fringe. Now my, my first experience of the Edinburgh Fringe Festival was in 2013. And if you don't know what the Edinburgh Fringe Festival is, it's basically Edinburgh like doubles, even triples in size and population from July to August, September each year for the festival and as wall-to-wall entertainment you may see comedy shows spoken word poetry and you may even be lucky enough to see students butcher shakespeare if you're lucky enough 
it's madness, but it's fun. There's, there's, every, there's a lot going on. The Royal Mile. There's all over the old town of Edinburgh, the new town. There's so much shows and bars and buses, comedy buses. What, what, wherever, wherever there's a, a stage or they can make a venue, they'll make a venue. So the first year, I just was was dipping my toes into the fringe. So I got a few spots, a few little open spots here and there, helping out a few comedy friends in their shows and in the next year me and uh, another comic called Duncan Fraser decided to have our own show so we went ahead and we booked into the PBH for one of the free fringe festivals and we got ourselves a venue and it was in a bar called the newsroom and it was at 11 15 it was a, it was a late night show now we had to come up with a name for a show so we, we called it the Scotsman and the Irish ran walk in the, like I-N-D-E, a bar, because that was the same year as a Scottish independent referendum. We went away and did a little photo shoot. And we had a little bit of little bit of playtime there, coming up with little, little playful photos for our flyers. And then we had to come up with a, a theme for the show. And I thought we'd come up with a theme of Scotland versus Ireland. But when I road tested it on different stages, it didn't really work. So we just done our own material it's 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 a hard L slog because if you're doing your own show, there's a lot more riding on it. You know, there's so many shows out there, and you you're just a, a drop in the ocean of what of what of what there is to see at the fringe. And ha- having a late night show made it more uh, challenging enough as well. But we eventually we rose to the challenge. At the start, there was well for me, I had to grow a bit of a thick skin because you're dealing with like late night crowds that maybe have a few drinks in them. A few, a few occasions, you know, where people just get up out of the seat, just walk out of the show. And we only done about two weeks of it because we had, at times, we couldn't even get people in because even as much as promoting we done, we couldn't get people in. So we had to cancel some shows. And other times there was, we had some illnesses and we just, we just couldn't perform, you know. So it is a bit of a, a bit of a marathon, you know, there's, there's a lot going on, a lot of riding on it. It's your first experience of your of having a show but we had some fun we, we eventually got our audience on our side we we made the most of it my third third year at the fringe this year i decided to take less kind of open spots or guest spots i worked as, uh, for a promotion company called just a tonic and, and these represented a lot of a lot of big comics around on around the uk co- comedy scene so i focused on promoting different co- comedy shows the main guy I worked for was a guy called Mick Ferry. He was a very funny guy and a very nice guy. And I just, we just had a laugh. And I got to see a lot of shows. I got to meet more comics. I got to see guys like Johnny Vegas in the flesh, literally like two meters away from me. But that didn't bother me. I, and also I remember I was on the Royal Mile, flying away. And there, and lo and behold, there was Tommy Tiernan sitting on a baller, just sitting there, just chilling. Just went over, had a chat with him. And he was a nice guy, you know. So you just meet all sorts, even even the, the comics who are untouchable nearly. You might meet just by chance on the street and I was back on the Cowgate where it all started flying away just trying to get people into different shows and just having just having a laugh not worrying so much about getting stage time and then after the fringe again a change for me I had to find somewhere else to live I had a friend I had a friend from home he had a place straight across the road from me he had, he had a little bed sit he said I'll give you this place and just to sort you out for a little bit and at this stage, I was kind of at a crossroads. I was decided, like, will I go again? Will I get back in the mark? Will I find the place? I'm like, will I, will I try to settle, try to try to live in Edinburgh a bit longer and see where it went from there, or would I look somewhere else? And I decided to, well, uh, to research online to see what was going. Like, I was looking for, I wanted to look for a job in entertainment because I wanted to stay in in entertainment world. I ended up stumbling upon a an agency that 
catered for staff for cruise ships and this was actually for a retail a retail position so i just emailed my cv told him i was interested gave him my details and a few days later the lady got back to me and said yeah if you're interested we have a an audition happening in manchester and this was on a Thursday and the, the audition was on a Saturday. So I had to make a decision very quick and I couldn't really make a decision. I was like, oh, will I do, will I, will I, won't I? And I got in touch with a good friend of mine called Gary, who had actually experienced working on a cruise ship before. And he, he, he said to me, you know, just go ahead, go to the interview. If you get the job, it's an experience that you won't forget. And at least you'll try it. Yeah, so I got, I got ready. I, I, I got, I got, I got, dressed up like I was going for an interview. I got I got a late night bus and I made my way down to Manchester Airport. Just it was in a hotel nearby the airport. I met up with the lady, met up with all the people who were there, all the all the interviewees. And it was basically more of it was an audition, but it was really more of a personality test to see if you had a right fit for working on a cruise ship. Now I had no idea. I I only had one friend who worked on a cruise ship before. And the guy who was actually doing the training, he he was very straight and very honest. He's like, this is not gonna be this is no this is no picnic. It, it, it's it's a it's working on a cruise ship, there's gonna be challenges. But I, I was aware of that. I was like, okay, yeah. And but he was very honest about it and I, I respected that. And then I was I was told, okay, you went through all we've done a, like a face to face interview, done some group group assignments to see what we were like to, uh, as a team. Went away, went back to went back up to Edinburgh, waited the the results to see if I was would be selected. I was told it'd take like two weeks for them to make a decision. And if I if I have to wait on, on something then or on something to happen and doesn't happen or doesn't happen quicker than I think, I go into like a negative kind of uh, headspace and I think I'm not gonna get it. I'm not gonna get it. Forget about it. They picked someone else, someone better. And then two weeks Two weeks came and I got a call and the lady who was at the interview said that you got the job. Do you want to take the offer or do you want to think about it? And I thought about it and then I came back to her and I said, yeah, I'd like to take this opportunity. I'd like to take the job. Is if it's still going? And she said, yeah, it's still going. So at that stage, I knew that was my time in Edinburgh had come to was coming to an end. And really, I hadn't really performed comedy. Like my last gig was probably in October 2015. It was November now. And I, at the time, I was actually working in, in, in the airport in Edinburgh. So I was I was getting closer to leaving the country in a way, if you think like that. And it was it was time to go. So I, I booked my flights, I packed my bags and I, I flew home to Dublin just to prepare myself because I had to do some, had to do a medical and see my family before I went away on this new adventure uh, on board a cruise ship. Now, once again, my name is Shane. I hope you have liked what you heard so far. This podcast is called Heartlines and is available to download or listen to on Spotify, iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play Music. And I hope you enjoyed yourself, guys. I hope you take it easy. Um, Once again, next episode is coming up next week. And take it easy. Thank you.